Hi, and welcome to Make Me a Medic. We are a group of high school students from the UK who are desperate to be doctors. Join us on our journey to medicine. In this week's episode, we're going to be looking at medical cannabis and its uses. Well, firstly, when we're talking about medical cannabis, we're talking about any sort of cannabis-based medicine used to relieve symptoms. And there are many types of them, but the safest one is the ones that are prescribed. But that's not very common because they're only prescribed for very few conditions. And these are for those with rare severe forms of epilepsy, adults with vomiting or nausea caused by chemotherapy, and people with muscle stiffness and spasms caused by multiple sclerosis, also known as MS. Medical cannabis is only really considered when other treatments were not suitable or had not helped. So, what types are prescribed? Well, for starters, Epidiolex is prescribed for children and adults with epilepsy. And it is a highly purified liquid that contains CBD, which is a chemical substance that is found in cannabis that has uh, some medical benefits. It isn't quite the same as pure cannabis because it won't get you high. So this is because it doesn't contain THC. And so it can be prescribed for patients with Lennox-Gastaut syndrome and Dravet syndrome, which are both rare forms of epilepsy. So another type is Nabilone. So this is for chemotherapy patients. Um, it's common for many people having chemotherapy to have periods where they feel sick or vomit. So, you know, extreme nausea. And Nabilone can be prescribed by a specialist to help relieve these symptoms, but only if other treatments haven't worked or they're not suitable for use. Uh, so it's medicine taken as a capsule that has been developed to act in a similar way to THC, which is the ca- the chemical in cannabis that makes you high. And you might have heard it described as the man-made form of cannabis. Finally, nabiximols is prescribed for MS. It's a cannabis-based medicine that's sprayed into the mouth. And it's licensed in the UK for people with MS-related muscle spasticity that has not got better with other treatments. There is some evidence medical cannabis can help certain types of pain, though this evidence is not yet strong enough to recommend it for pain relief. So, what products are available to buy? There are actually some cannabis-based products available to buy over the internet without a prescription, but they are most likely to be illegal to possess or supply. There is also some health store that sells certain types of pure CBD, however there is no guarantee that these products will be good quality, because they tend to only have a very small amount of CBD. So it's not clear what effect they will have. But anyways, let's move on to, is medical cannabis safe? Well, as you might have guessed, clinical trials are necessary before most cannabis products can be legal for medical use. And the risk of using cannabis products containing THC, which is the chemical that gets you high, are not currently clear. And pure products that contain only CBD, such as Epidiolex, do not carry there's unknown risks linked with THC, but in reality, most products will contain a certain amount, no, no matter how small it is. Generally, the more THC the product contains, the greater this risk are. And there are two main risks of THC cannabis, which is psychosis. So, And there's some evidence that regular cannabis use increases your risk of developing a psychotic illness, such as schizophrenia. The other risk is the dependency on the medicine, although scientists believe that this risk is probably small when its use is controlled and monitored by a specialist doctor.
So there are many incredibly fun side effects of taking medical cannabis. So it's possible to develop a decreased appetite, diarrhea, feeling sick, weakness, behavioural or mood change, dizziness, tiredness, feeling high, hallucinating and suicidal thoughts, which obviously need to be discussed with each patient individually. Um, obviously don't have it for everyone, some people have it worse, some people don't. Um, but yeah, so still pretty high risk. Um, which is one of the reasons why they're still kind of careful about prescribing it. We'll talk about this later, but chemicals like CBD and THC can affect how other medicines work. Always discuss possible interactions with a specialist. CBD can affect how your liver works, so doctors would need to monitor you regularly. You cannot get cannabis-based medicine from a GP. It can only be prescribed by a specialist hospital doctor. It's also only likely to be prescribed for a small number of patients, Um, But a hospital specialist might consider prescribing medical cannabis to you if your child has one of the rare forms of epilepsy that might be helped by medical cannabis, Uh, you have spasticity from MS and treatments for this are not helping, or you have vomiting or feel sick from chemotherapy and anti-sickness treatments aren't helping. The specialist will discuss with you all the other treatment options first before considering a cannabis-based product. While a prescription for medical cannabis only be given to you if it is believed to be in your best interest and if other treatments have not worked or were not suitable, it's also expected to apply to a very small number of people in England. So, now we're going to discuss when medical cannabis was legalised and why. Okay, so from November of 2018, specialist doctors in England, Wales and Scotland can prescribe cannabis-derived medicine but in exceptional circumstances. And it was the first change to the law on medical cannabis, which had been in place since 1971. So, you know, baby steps. But what does this actually mean? Well, certain cannabis-derived products have been reclassified as Schedule 2, which means that they have have a potential medical use and can now be legally prescribed in cases of children with very severe epilepsy, adults with vomiting or nausea caused by chemotherapy, and adults with muscle stiffness caused by multiple sclerosis um, if other treatments have failed. So uh, medical cannabis can only be prescribed by specialist physicians, so not everyone, um, and it can be imported until the prescription is written. So very few people have actually been prescribed it, even since the change in regulations... But whilst the law has been changed, many patients trying to get medical cannabis have not and will not be able to get it soon. That's because England's chief medical officer has called for scientific trials to check its safety, which may take years. Some things to be aware of is that in 2019, the NHS provided only 18 prescriptions for cannabis-related medications. And many campaigners who fought to get cannabis oil available for those with serious medical conditions feel let down. A report has concluded that families' hopes were unfairly raised when the law changed in 2018 and that products will most likely remain unlicensed due to lack of research. The NHS also published a report detailing the key barriers to accessing medicinal cannabis. So we're now going to mention two very interesting key patients and their struggle with cannabis medication due to the law. So our first patient is Billy Caldwell. So he was a child suffering with autism and severe epilepsy who had his cannabis medication confiscated at Heathrow Airport. Uh, so the coverage of this case caused a public outcry and started a campaign to change the law. So before this, he had been treated for his seizures by a specialist in Chicago and his anti-epileptic medication intake was reduced from 6 to 1. So the treatment was initially very successful, but in 2016, the seizures seizure returned um, and they became more frequent and severe. So what actually happened? Why did it go wrong? 
Well, in 2017, Billy was prescribed cannabis oil by his GP, which was the first prescription of cannabis oil in the UK. However, the GP received a letter from the Home Office saying that he must not renew the prescription or he would face serious consequences. That's because the oil contains low amounts of THC, which we mentioned before, which is illegal in the UK. After the mother travelled to Toronto to pick up the medication, but it was confiscated in the airport. And Billy wasn't weaned of the medication and he suffered seizures after he was admitted to hospital, but it was hard to keep the seizures under control. However, due to public pressure, the Home Office decided that Billy would be allowed cannabis oil as a special measure. A hospital trust actually was given a special license to administer the doses to Billy, which meant a daily four-hour round trip for the family. His mother said that it was as being under hospital arrest. Billy, however, was later getting a prescription from a private paediatric neurologist in London, which meant flying to England every few weeks to collect more oil. Another high-profile case about medicinal cannabis was that of Alfie Dingley. His condition improved when he was prescribed cannabis in Amsterdam, and it was predicted his seizures would fall from 3,000 a year to just 20 on this medication. His family eventually moved there because they couldn't get the medication in the UK. His mother became the first person to be granted as a special licence to import medicinal cannabis back to the UK. Alfie has since become tolerant to his medication and needs a new strain, but fears it will take months to get access to this, despite the law changing two years ago. These are only two cases, but you guys can obviously tell that prescribing medical cannabis has been hard, even after the law has been changed. Okay, so moving on to something which we sort of touched on earlier, and that is the difference between THC and CBD. So, as you know, both come from the same plant called cannabis, and it makes a thick substance which is full of compounds called cannabinoids. There are more than a hundred of these chemicals in cannabis. So they cause the drug-like reactions in your body. And CBD and THC are the most common cannabinoids found in cannabis products. They are both in marijuana and hemp. Marijuana contains a lot more THC than hemp. Well, hemp actually has a lot of CBD. So how are they different? Well, CBD and THC have the same chemical formula, 21 carbon atoms, 30 hydrogen atoms and 2 oxygen atoms. The difference lies in the way the atoms are arranged. That gives CBD and THC different chemical properties and they affect your body differently. Both CBD and THC work with receptors that release neurotransmitters in your brain. They can affect things like pain, mood, sleep and memory. You would have probably heard people say that THC is the one that causes you to get high, and this is because it binds to receptors in your brain, which cause that feeling of euphoria, whereas CBD binds to other receptors, which contribute to the overall feeling of well-being. So we've previously mentioned how CBD is often used to self-medicate many different conditions, 
from arthritis to anxiety and there is evidence to show that it can be effective however it is largely anecdotal and there's lack of proper clinical trials. That being said CBD oil is legal to purchase in the UK and you can literally go buy it in boots. The legal requirements for it is that it has to be an undetectable amount of THC so basically less than 0.01%. To understand CBD regulations in the UK we need to take a closer look at CBD and its origins. The CBD and CBD oils in the UK market mainly come from either industrial hemp, also known by its Latin name cannabis sativa, or other strains of cannabis plant. Historically, industrial hemp has been cultivated for its fibre for using clothing, paper and construction, but more recently, due to the better understanding of its safety and therapeutic properties, industrial hemp is going to make CBD for use in food, food supplements and vape products. Obviously, there are a load of other regulations imposed upon its manufacturing and distribution, but they are really boring, so we're not going to talk about them. So, what are some ethical concerns? Well, so far we haven't seen any widespread negative effects of CBD. However, we haven't actually seen much evidence of its usefulness either, and we don't actually know the long-term effects. So, the main major problem is that both CBD oil and medical marijuana are often marketed as some kind of miracle drug, which can cure all of your problems, solve every disease and you know work amazingly um and that the only reason it's not prescribed often is stigma however this isn't actually the case um until there is sufficient case-based evidence doctors won't won't be allowed to prescribe medical cannabis and we will cover cover requirements for um like clinical trials and stuff in a future episode however currently the main problem is that due to kind of false advertising people are being scammed and deceived into thinking cbd is highly effective it by all means is incredibly effective for some people, however the evidence is purely anecdotal. Um, and obviously there's the placebo effect which comes into play here and I mean, to be honest, in terms of the way people talk about it, it's not really that different from how some people believe in homotherapy and other people don't. Like it's a very, there's potential there, there's a lot of potential with it, there's currently a lot of research going on. Um, however, there isn't substantial evidence to suggest that it is highly effective um, in helping anyone. Um, however, there are loads of kind of people that say it really helps with anxiety, um, which, I mean, that would make sense, you know, pretty much any essential oil would do that. But, you know, there is a lot of people out there who will suggest it and um, it is uh, available to buy. You can go buy it in Boots if you want. Um so it's definitely not a wonder drug. However, there is a lot of ongoing research into the possible benefits of both THC and CBD. This could change in upcoming years. So and it's probably definitely definitely something we're going to see as a major change in medicine within kind of recent upcoming years. Once the trials have kind of progressed to a stage where they're considered viable or effective, and we'll know more about about how CBD and THC works and how it can affect the body. Um, however. Yeah, so CBD oil can be effective for some people, however, don't go into it expecting that you're going to be absolutely fine and cured from all your problems. Just don't get scammed. Woo. Life advice from me. So we hope this episode has given you an insight into new drugs and treatments, as well as the use of cannabis in medicine. So this week we want you to discuss this question. Why is it important for medical professionals to not make assumptions about patients? Leave your answers on our Instagram post and keep in mind the four pillars of medical ethics. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. 
Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Make Me a Medic Podcast and share us with other expiring medics. Join us next week for another exciting episode.